Hey guys, I'm Tim Dormer. Welcome to the next episode of Pop Sugar Australia's pilot season of Popcast, which explores life after reality TV. I'm your host for the season and some of Australia's most recognised and notable contestants from shows like Big Brother, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, they're going to be joining me to talk about the impact of sudden fame and what happens after the limelight dims. In this episode, we are talking to Maddie Johnson and Laura Byrne, who met and fell in love on The Bachelor 2017. We're going to hear their story. Maddie and Laura, you guys met on The Bachelor about a year ago. How has life been since the whirlwind? It's been pretty good, yeah. What do you reckon, babe? It's hard to, I guess, explain what the last 12 months has been like, but life for us is pretty normal and pretty easy. I think we feel like we... We got really lucky. We did, yeah. What yeah. lucky because you've got each other, or the well, the process wasn't too rough? Or? I guess, like Everything. I mean, for a while there, it was pretty crazy, like coming out of it, and you know, you couldn't go down the street without there being paps, and every mm. time we looked left, it was in the Daily Mail. But now, but that's it's so just... short. It's so short lived. Like that madness for us was only like maybe a month, yeah, yeah, at most, and then. Uh, Straight after that, Sophie Monk was the Bachelorette, and all of a sudden, all the spotlight was on her. Yeah, and we kind of just flew under the radar for a bit, yeah. and you know, life returned to normal pretty soon after. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's been it's been really great. And did you find um, that refreshing? That I mean, you didn't have to worry about what you were wearing when you left the house so much. So the pap- or, or is it oh, a weird kind of? Uh, are we not um, relevant anymore or something like that? I don't think I ever worried about what I was you wearing when I left the house, but <laughs> I probably should have. <laughs> um, no, it wasn't that. It was like we just kind of rode the wave as it was happening. Yeah. Um, neither of us were like chasing the paparazzis around, yeah. wanting them to take photos of us. So that was never a thing. I guess you're in love. Like you're not chasing fame. You're totally. wanting to start your relationship, aren't you? I think even when, you know, if you're going out for a coffee and you do notice someone taking a photo, it gives you a bit of anxiety. You know, it feels like you're being watched and you can't relax. And because it's the same paps in Sydney all the time, yeah. you get to know the, the you know them as people and you get to know their name yeah. and they yeah. chat to you as well and they kind of say, hey, here's my number. You yeah. know, if you're going to be somewhere, just message me and, hey, I'll take a good photo if you give me the inf- inside information. So it's tempting to work with them. Like it, it's a kind of weird thing where the paps try and be your friend. Yeah, it's weird. Because they're getting money. Like, I, I mean, I never earned a dollar. I don't care how much they get for the shots mm. of me. But it's weird when they sort of say... If you're going somewhere, give me a buzz. Like, no one prepares you for that. If you are just having a coffee and there's a camera oh. guy in the corner, and you I can guess, see him taking photos. I guess what do you maybe do? Maybe why some people do kind of go down the route of organising it because then they get to have control over having nice True. photos of them. Yeah. Whereas, like, when your butt ends up on the internet, you're like, oh well, you know, didn't have any control over that. Yeah. But I mean, if you don't encourage it, it goes away pretty quickly. And so that's where we are now, you know, a year from the show finishing and we just get to have what is a relatively normal relationship, you know, most of the time. It's only every so often that we kind of dip into this world of like, oh, yeah, that's right. We met on a reality TV show. But I think the only reminder that we have that we're on TV is every now and then someone will just come up and say, hey, you guys are a really great couple. I loved watching your season. You're fantastic. Can I have a photo? Mm. And... You know, it's really nice. Imagine if someone came up to you and just said, you know, with the boyfriend, they say, hey, we think you guys are fantastic. You will forever, I guess, for the next, whatever the window is, be known as you were on reality TV. And yeah. I mean, it, 
for me, five years later after doing Big Brother, people might say, oh, you, you're familiar. Where do I know you from? Yeah. Totally. I mean, you will still always get that. Uh, is that something that you're comfortable with? Or? But that's fine. Like, that's become sort of part of what is normal for us, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you just get used to the craziness. Totally. Uh, it may... Okay. The most frustrating thing is where you would have an interview with someone and... You know, you would say something with a bit of sarcasm, and that would then be picked up, picked and, up, yeah. and oh. it would be the headline of a story, and it would they would kind of mush your words, and it would, you know, and they just be about your relationship, and and you can't, and now, you know, your time with that person is done, and that article is out there, and it's forming people's opinion of mm, you and yeah. your relationship, and you want to straight away, you know, scream and shout from the top of buildings, being like, it's not true, that's wrong, mm. I didn't say it like mm. that, and you have to just learn to just have to live with it, you move know? on as quickly as you can. I mean, Maddie, it was your return to reality TV. What was the decision to do it again? Coming back, you know, I weighed up the pros and cons and there were definitely a lot of, you know, from both sides that I had to take on board. I think it was easier for me because it was going back into an environment that I was familiar with. Mm -hmm. It was almost more nerve-wracking saying yes to the first time because I was just, you know, shooting blind. I didn't know what I was in for. But coming back, it was like, you know, the same crew, the same production that were there. It was the same house. So it was such familiar territory, which made it so much easier. The way it was pitched to me was, you know, hey, we can have a couple of sessions with a psychologist and we can really hone in on, you know, what you're drawn towards, what works for you in relationships. So oh, almost wow. Like, so they offered that. Like, yes. we're, we're going to try and make this really work. Totally. Like, this isn't... So- it was so interesting sitting down with a psychologist and talking about previous relationships of mine and knowing what things I'm, you know, a, a bit of a deal breaker and what drives me apart from somebody. So I almost had this perfect checklist. And they then say, wow. with this checklist, we're going to speak to three to 4,000 women in Australia and find your ideal matches. Oh, so they kind of cast around you. Like, yeah. it, that's the way it works. They're actually trying to find, they're not finding randoms off the street. So That's much. It. They're they're looking for particular people that you might be interested. So in. for me, it was it was like the ultimate matchmaker service, which yeah. I you know, couldn't say no to. It's you know, yep. it's fast tracking that dating process of four thousand women. Man, a beats going on Tinder, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, except I guess everyone's watching it when you do yeah. it on Tinder. No <laughs> yeah, you don't really remember that at the time, though. So what about you, Laura? Your motivation to sign up for The Bachelor? What what I... were you looking for? Love. Yeah, look, I um I had had some pretty crappy relationships and um and I was I was dating but nothing serious and it was my housemates really who had pushed me and and my best friend to go on the show and they were the ones who actually did the application for me and when I got the phone call for, to come in for an interview I hadn't taken the whole thing serious I'd seen one episode of the Bachelor and the Bachelorette in the whole time oh, that wow. it had been out. So yep. I didn't, I knew the concept of it. I obviously knew what it was about, but I hadn't watched enough of it to really have a grasp of what it was. And I just kind of got to a point where I went through the, the interview process and I thought, why the hell not? Like, it'll be a funny experience. It'll be something to laugh about with my friends and I'll probably make some new friends. Like, at no point did I actually think that I would meet someone amazing. But look at us now. 12 months on. Yeah. yeah. But we, like, we'll be in bed and we're like, how funny is it that we met on TV? How, <laughs> how strange. It is funny. But when you consider that you had like the best psychologists chatting to you about what you're interested, those people went and found that. Yeah. I mean, it is a good start to a relationship, really. When do you get psychologists going out trying to find your perfect partner? 
Yeah. It's The Bachelor, Less I guess. Than, yeah. <laughs> but um, I guess for you, Maddie, being uh, the guy on the show, The Bachelor, were you confident that all girls there were there for the right reasons, to, that they were interested in finding love? Or, or is that your job to kind of suss out which ones are the pretenders and, and yeah, you, you don't want to be stuck with – I think – You don't want to make a mistake in front of everyone watching. Totally. Well, like, the biggest change from when you were on reality TV to people who are on these days is that it's now such a springboard to have a huge influence on social media. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many perks now that I think attract people to apply for these shows – and initially, you know, I didn't want to judge anyone straight away, but I was definitely back in my mind thinking, well, who is here because they, they want to use this as an opportunity mm. to further a career in the public eye and who is genuinely here to find love. And I think, you know, it's there's definitely a lot of people now who, who use this for furthering their career. How have you made sense of you've got a business, Laura, I- using your, your profile and... And yeah. the business side of it, it's a, it's a great opportunity, but there's totally. pitfalls, isn't there? Look, I, um, like from a business perspective, like I genuinely didn't go in there going, this is going to be great for Tony May. And Matt was the one after the whole show had finished. He was like, you need to get ready because it's probably going to, you know, it's going to make a difference. And mm. it did, definitely. It did, yeah. Because it put me in the public eye and obviously put my business in the public eye. Yeah. But I think that. Like there's parts of it that are great. That's great. You know, exposure for business is great. But then when, like me myself as a person, I didn't enjoy people being like, oh, well, she's not attractive enough or she's not this enough. And it's like you really put yourself out there as, mm. a, as a person. And at the end of the day, people don't see you as necessarily a human. They see you as someone who chose to go on a reality TV and therefore you've chosen to be completely open to all the ridicule that comes your way. But the reality is, is that I wasn't, I didn't have any expectations of what was going to come from this. I didn't mm. know what to expect. Yeah. I thought I'd be out in week two and I'd be having a laugh. Yeah. And so I wasn't prepared for that. And that was probably the bit that I struggled with the most is this feeling of a bit inadequate. Like, I don't think that I'd ever felt so insecure as what I did coming out yeah. of that experience. Yeah. Um, I was just lucky that I had someone incredibly supportive who every time I was having a bit of a, you know, breakdown, Matt was there being like, I love you and I'm in this. So it worked out from that perspective. But it's so funny on social media. I think people are so nasty, I think, and they voice their opinions in a way which is, you know, so attacking of that person. And then when you say to them, hey, you know, what you're doing right now is bullying and their initial response, you see it so often, they, they mm. say, you know, it's just my opinion. And I'm allowed to have an opinion and I'm voicing it. Like, it's not an opinion. You're being mean. Like, if it's an opinion, say it to your friend. Don't find my Instagram and contact (laughs) me personally to tell me you think I'm ugly. Like, Mm. that's all right, mate. But what what do you want me to do about that? What do you say? It is so hard. And, I mean, it is... People do just say, look, you you signed up for this. This is part and parcel. You get a lot of perks. This is part of it. You get the criticism. And the reality is, is that it is part and parcel of it. And I think that that's what's changed over time is that like we now laugh that stuff off because Mm -hmm. we know that we're great and we're happy. Whereas before, I think when we first came out and especially because we were in lockdown, so we couldn't be together, I found that a real struggle. And that was the hardest bit for me. Yeah, I think you learned to have a pretty thick skin. I remember, you know, you'd read a hundred messages of people saying, you're really great. And yeah. somebody would say something as minor as, your hair sucks on that episode. And I'd be like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's what you're worried about. Honey. Literally. Did my hair suck? And she's like, no, it was fine. <laughs> but you, you were talking about people forget that you're a human being. I think they yeah. do think that we were characters. Mm. 
And yeah, totally. Unlike other shows where you, you're an actor and and you can just excuse it as oh people don't like me because but I was playing a role, we can't excuse that. I mean, it, we put ourselves on show and it gets criticised. Totally. And you can be. Like, it's real pain. You're not acting. Like, Maddie, when you're heartbroken on a a public level, did any point of you just go, I don't want to go through that risk again the first time around? Yeah, I think... um Weird how, um, at the same time, whilst there are people on social media who can be really nasty, overall, people were so supportive of Mm. me. And then the decision to come back, you know, straight away when it was announced, I instantly felt like everybody was behind me. There is power in vulnerability. And I think that that's something that you do see with the show is people get behind someone if they're they're hurting or they've been hurt. Australia loves the underdog, you know? Yes, yeah. That's a very good point, Laura. Power in vulnerability. I think that's a key to success on reality TV. Just be real, be Mm. raw. Totally. And Australia, I think, has a really great sort of bullshit reader. Like they they know when people are not there for the right motivation. And and that's why they they really get behind their favourites. Is that same pressure, though, after the show, you guys are still together? Do you feel this immense pressure because Australia sort of watched you get together? They watch you now online, the adventures that you have together. Is there a pressure that... We have to make this work yeah. because it's going to be a really ugly, messy public breakup that we have to explain to everyone. I think there is a bit of pressure, but like you said, with that bullshit filter, I think if you're faking it, people oh. are onto it so quickly. And I think they would rather see you be honest and say, hey, it didn't work out. Yeah. We're not together rather than try and fake this happy relationship because yeah. people will, will pick up on it straight away. And people always have. Like you look at the people who haven't been together and, you know, they've tried to create a profile saying that they are people are like people people they sniff Sniffing it out out. yeah and and that's more damaging you know like i'm not doing any of this and neither is matt to be like socially famous so then what's the point at the end of it we both want to be in good relationships we both want to get married we both want to have kids pretending to be in a relationship just stops us from actually living our life Mm. the real life that we want to live yeah Yeah, cool um what's this about you guys knew each other beforehand Well, we um we had not long after New Year's, we were both at the sauna at Bondi Icebergs, and we kind of we clocked each other, but we didn't really. So this is before filming. So yeah, right. And we hadn't, so we didn't speak. Nothing yep. happened. I just saw this guy sitting there, and I was like, "Oh, he is so hot. Why the hell is he looking at me?" And so and did you recognise him from his season? Well, before? I didn't straight away. I yep. actually thought he was someone who was a customer of mine, and I went to speak to him, and then I was like, "Oh, that's the guy from." the He's from TV. Okay. Wow. And I left. Yep. And that was it. And then when we were on our date, I said to him, you know, I've got a bit of a funny story to tell you. I um, I saw you at Icebergs this yep. one day and I was being a real weirdo. And he was like, yeah, you're the girl from the sauna. Huh? So he kind of remembered as well. And it just... So we came so close. Isn't that yeah. cute? Yeah. In real life, you may have... Me and my partner have stories like that where we've, we've both been in London 10 years ago at the same time. Or yeah. you, you just never know those moments Sliding where you're sliding towards. Exactly. It really was that. So And then there was all this that came out after the show that, we'd, that we knew each other and that we'd been dating and all this. But one tiny thing can get blown out of control. Yeah. And so we never knew each other but um but yeah i wish i'd spoken to him that day and so but, i mean you were you applied knowing that you'd you'd seen him before and that... no so this was already oh, you didn't that. know so that i'd already the... applied i yeah. applied in like november 
And I didn't know he was going to be the Bachelor yeah. either. Um, so I'd applied in November. We'd had our interviews and everything, I think, in December-ish. And then it, this was like end of Jan. So it had kind of just all happened in that order. Um, do you think that you were both portrayed accurately? So, I mean, you, you watch the footage that goes to air. Um, do, you, do you feel like that was you or was there bits that were taken away that's changed how people perceived you? Was there anything left out that surprised you. No, I think I think the characters that you saw on The Bachelor are, across the board, not, my, not, not only myself, but all the girls, I think the way they were portrayed on TV was pretty accurate of how they were in real life. And I think people are so quick to say, you know, if they are a villain or betrayed badly, they say, it was the edit, it wasn't me. You know, they yeah. want to pass the buck on to someone else. But I think more often than not, if you're a really mean person in real life, the editing team is going to have to work way too hard to try and make you seem like a nice guy. And and same mm. the other way around. If you're mm. a really nice, caring, considerate person, they're not going to go out of their way to make you seem like the villain. Yeah. So um, so I think it was pretty accurate. Yeah, like, I mean, I watched it back, and of course there were times when I felt uncomfortable watching myself, but that wasn't because I didn't think I was being portrayed accurately. Like, I think everyone that was on that show, as far as I could see, was portrayed very much the way they behaved and that's that's the beauty of the bachelor i don't think it's over edited to create characters i think they just people who say shitty things they show it yeah and then they seem like yep. they're shitty people but yeah you know, of course the producers could um could suggest for you to do something or say something but at the end of the day you are your own person and you have every opportunity to say you know what that doesn't align with who i am or how mm-hmm. i want to behave so yeah. no that's a two. side of it that doesn't get talked about is that um some of the things that happen on the show the producers have got planned well not necessarily planned it might just be like something happens on the night at a cocktail party and so then they're like oh you should go and speak to her because she's upset because that would then evolve a more of a conversation around why that person's upset yeah but you know it, you can read someone and and if you're like you know what i'm not going to speak to them because they're not going to want to get upset on camera yeah i'm going to leave them right. alone and that's out of respect for them. <laughs> yeah, like, good you on you, good on you. People. I don't think I made that decision. Yeah, hey, Tim, here's a knife. Yeah. Go, <laughs> go swing it around. Is that the changing nature of the audience that we now sort of understand how it works? I went in there knowing that I didn't want to be portrayed badly. So for the, at the start, I was very considerate about what I was saying and what I was doing. Did you find that, Maddie, as well, that, that paranoia at the start, that how will I be perceived? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, the first week for me was really, really difficult when we started filming because you're so aware of, you know, all the cameras because, you know, we'll do a cocktail yeah. party and there'd be six cameras there. And I think after that first week, it just became, you forget about them. Yeah. And um, and you know, it's a bit like when you meet someone's parents for the first time and everything that comes out of your mouth, you're a little bit considered and you think, is this is this going to offend someone? Mm. Is this the right thing to say? <laughs> then after that week, you just, you totally forget. And I think because filming is for three months. Yeah. Um, I think if people who are considered at the start, their personalities unravel soon after. Yeah, totally. And especially like people who come in trying to play a character or they come in because they're, you know, they're, they're trying to be something that they're not, that their cracks start to show. Mm. Because after a certain length of time, you Mm. can't, you can't Mm. be someone that you're not. So I think, yeah, even, even for me, even though at the start I was trying to be considered in what I was saying and what I was doing, by the end of it, you become friends with the producers, you become friends with the cameraman, you get to know, like, we got to know each other really well, and I was like, I'm only, I can only be myself, mm. you know. 
Like, we'll see how this turns out. Good luck. Well, you got to the end by being yourself. Well, I think that's the only way that the relationships from Bachelor will work out is if everyone in there is being completely genuine and the things that they're saying are exactly what they want on the outside world. Because, I mean, I feel really, really lucky that in coming out of the that situation, there's been nothing that Matt had said to me on the show that he didn't then back up in real life. Mm. So I would feel really robbed if I had been through that whole experience to then come out and him be like, oh, you know, actually I'm going to travel to the States for six months or I'm going to go do this and want a life that was a bit more separate to mine. Whereas that being genuine and being real means that actually real relationships can come out Mm. of it. That's lovely. How um, so? You got the relationship stuff down pat. It seems like you I get that it's so really nice real about that. <laughs> How did it affect your business? And like, was it crazy afterwards coming off the show? Um, how people related to you differently? Um, well, so my business has been around for seven years, and we have have been very well established in that time anyway. So it wasn't that it just gave this extra exposure and it mm. gave an exposure to an audience that probably wasn't already shopping our label. Um, but then, you know, that that wave kind of died down very shortly after the show um, and just the people who genuinely love the brand come back and buy it again, you yeah, know? Yeah, cool. There's people who are motivated because they're diehard Batchy fans. Yeah. Um, that they, they fall away again when the next season comes up. And what about you, Maddie? I mean... The business? When, when you're the bachelor, well, what, what do you do with yourself afterwards, like work-wise? I, I mean, mo- in- a lot of people are pulled to go somewhere else. Like After reality TV, it opens up a whole lot of opportunities if you want to stay in the media industry or not. Um, did you have that sort of crossroads in your head? How long do I sort of roll with this? I work in marketing. Yep. And two weeks after we filmed the finale in Thailand, I was back at work in the office. Yeah, wow. And <laughs> um, and I worked all the way through it being on air until the finale. And then even after the finale, I was still working. So mm. I worked for um, worked for a content marketing agency. So I work with brands to you know bring their stories to life through yep. content. And, um, and then I was actually at Channel 10 at a charity event and... I bumped into the EP of The Living Room mm-hmm. and I had about two weeks left of my contract at the marketing agency and she said, hey, what do you got coming up in a few weeks? Would you want to come to New Zealand and fill in for Chris Brown? Because he's going to be away filming. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, it sounds great. And I didn't really think it would come to fruition. Mm. And then fast forward a few weeks later and I was in New Zealand. Yeah, cool. And then, um, it's been good. So I'm in the running for a Logie for Best New Talent. Wow. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. So, uh, well, I am... Yeah, I'm I'm in the shortlist, so I'm not like the final shortlist yeah, yeah, yeah. of five. So um so it's been kind of crazy to have that opportunity with the living room to then kind of be in the Logie sphere, yeah, and then be in the running and um and yeah, I think now for me moving forward, I still kind of use my marketing brain, but more from like a content perspective, doing you know more travel and and you know whether it's with a network or whether it's through social media. That's um, what I want to focus on moving forward. Mm. Oh, cool. It seems like the bubble has not yet burst for you guys. It's still quite fresh and you're all still very positive about the experience. Do you think it's going to be like that? What or happens do- when the bubble bursts? <laughs> no, ah, no, no. Tell me. I, I, maybe I've made that sound a bit scarier than it is. but What's it's- going to happen? <laughs> and it seems like like you're quite well adjusted and, and, and you feel quite comfortable in the newfound sort of 15 Ooh. minutes that you've got. 
we well, I constantly pinch myself and I'm like, and we really did get so lucky. Like we've we've had so much amazing support from you know the whole nation. We've both got you know really amazing opportunities with work, and we're both really happy. Yeah, yeah, like you know, it's almost like oh gosh, is something going to go wrong now because we've just had such an amazing upwards ride. Mm. Yeah, mm. I like. I mean, it's it's been the weirdest year of my life, easily, but it's been also very normal and like for the for the, all the crazy that happened as soon as the show finished it really did go away pretty quickly like yeah. that the intensity of it and then we just slipped into what is a new normal for us yep. and it's not stressful and it's not you know like as wild and out there as what it might seem from the outset like it really is just a pretty it's we're just pretty boring most of the time <laughs> how did i mean the experience of the bachelor affect how you saw love did it change like i mean you you believe that The Bachelor can help people find their, their partner. Yeah, absolutely. I guess it, for me it kind of just reiterated the fact that it doesn't really matter what environment you're in, whether you're travelling or on a TV show or at home, I think you can find love anywhere. Really? 100%. Yeah, I, I think... <laughs> Man, I couldn't find out to go on a reality TV show for this. <laughs> <laughs> I think love doesn't really have any... It sounds really cliche. I kind of feel like I'm reading from like the book of The Bachelor. But I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think love has any boundaries, and I think you can find it anywhere, and I think The Bachelor is evidence of that. Yeah, and I think as well, like, I, I really doubted sort of like one of my biggest apprehensions about going on the show is as much as I was open to the idea of falling in love with someone, I was very sceptical that a reality TV show would be possible. Like mm. I was like, who the hell falls in love on a reality TV show? But then it happened. Do you we know what I mean? Like, it happened. It genuinely happened. And I even when it came to that last day that we were in Thailand and I really, really didn't think it was me. Like, um, you Oh, know, didn't few, you? No, a few things had happened that day that had made me really feel like it wasn't going to be me. And so even when I was walking up to speak to Matt, he, he was like, God, you looked so angry. Like, apparently I like stormed up to him with clenched fists. Yeah. <laughs> and I was angry. Yeah. I was really angry. And then as soon as I started speaking to him, I wasn't angry anymore. I just wanted him to be happy because I could tell that he was upset. Mm. And that sort of really when it dawned on me, I already knew that it was real, but that's when I was like, I care about this person so much that I had made the choice to come on this show and it wasn't about me. It was actually about him mm. finding someone. So whether it's me or not, then... You know, wow. that was the choice. Yeah, wow. If you could have chatted to him at the sauna <laughs> and, and fell in love that way, do, do you have regrets doing it through the show or, or no? I'm glad that we didn't speak in the sauna, to be honest, because I feel like it probably would not have turned out very well. You would have been like, know, I'm going to yeah. be on The Bachelor in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> We're just so happy now. I think I definitely wouldn't have changed anything. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. change a thing. Maybe um, they should start like just helping people find their life partner through reality TV if it is so <laughs> successful. Well, I think love is kind of, you know, it's hot property now for TV. It, it really is, so isn't many, it? I think with TV shows, I think, you know, love is so hard to attain. And so when you think about that ultimate prize being a million dollars or being love, yeah. I think people yeah, would rather watch that more. search for love. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, like, that's the thing about The Bachelor. Like, I always say, like, you don't win $500,000. Like, it's not Survivor. You just win a boyfriend. So, like, oh, he's a good one. He's more than $500,000. <laughs> yeah, you did pretty good. <laughs> oh, well, okay, so it didn't go the way it went and you both were single. Would yep. you do another reality TV show? No. You wouldn't? I wouldn't. Would you? 
Well, you do Survivor. Oh, yeah. Look, Survivor's different, though, because I just want to... But you wouldn't do a relationship uh, one. I mean, Maddie, you did. You went back. You second chance at love. There is no way that I would do a third, but I couldn't do it again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, look, I could do Survivor, but that's purely just because I'm, like, competitive and I want to throw things. But I could not do another (laughs) reality TV show that's about love. It's too exposing. Like, you it put is. yourself out there yeah. completely, whereas I feel like something that's to do with fitness you could get away with. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm surprised you went back, Maddie. Like, feeling the heartbreak to then put that risk out there again, it was the, the benefits outweighed the risk? Totally. Yeah. Totally. I think, and knowing the process of how it worked, it wasn't as if, you know, they just went out with this net and cast and pulled mm. in 20 random girls it was you know, there's a, a definite method to how it's all put together and the end goal for them is to have a happy couple were you at all thinking no i don't want to do it again or were you saying yes it's yeah, great I'd, I'd love another shot definitely i think you know I, there were times when i was thinking about not doing it and i was and i was in my mind i was Kind of thinking, you know, well, I came off really well and on that first season, are people going to like me as a bachelor? I think it's a completely different kettle of fish when you're the lead mm, now mm. and you're the one breaking hearts. You know, are people going to turn against me and could it all backfire and I'm public yeah. enemy number one, which, you know, could have happened. And um, and then I was also thinking, you know, back at work now, I can just slot back into a normal life. Do I really want to be thrust back into the limelight where it's not an environment that I'm used to and, you know, it is really exposing? But then ultimately, whenever I weighed up all those cons, that one positive of being like, well, I could get really happy and find someone amazing that overweighed or overpowered everything else. Mm. It's a different dynamic as well, I guess, coming back as The Bachelor versus being a contestant in someone else's series because mm-hmm. you have the upper hand, you know, like he's he gets to dictate what happens and make choices for himself. Whereas when you are in the position that I was in and that Matt was in, in Georgia Love series, you don't have any control. So you really have to relinquish that. So I think that coming back as, as being the lead is such a, it's just such a power shift, you know? Well, the spotlight is going to be on you guys for a long while to come. Do you ever wish that, I mean, people come running up and they know you from The Bachelor. Do you ever wish that you didn't have that tag? Maybe in a few years to come, I'd like to be known for more than just being that bachelor in 2017. I think for now, how grateful I am for what it gave me, I'm mm. more than happy to still be associated with it. Yeah. But maybe in two years' time, hopefully I've done something else that warrants some attention other than just finding love. Yeah, like I, I feel the same. Like I'm, I'm really grateful that we are in the position that we're in and if it hadn't been for being on the show then we would never have found each other and we would never be living the life that we're living so I don't yeah I mean if people are going to come up and say like we're so happy for you and you know you like they watch the journey then it's nice having people be supportive of that mm. and they want to know how the story ends I mean that it's still unfolding because of social media these totally. days totally they were hearing wedding bells soon or hey babe and will you share all that with everyone or will you keep a more private life now? Yeah, that's a good question, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it? No, I, no, I, I, yeah, very I fresh. Think, I, think, yeah. um, I think, you know, whilst you want the relationship to just kind of keep on happening organically, you don't want to yeah. kind of put these milestones in the calendar and say on this date this is going to happen. But for us, the next step is to live together. Because yeah. at the moment, Laura's in Rush Cutters and I'm in Bondi. And I think July is yeah. when we're moving together. Yeah, And then I think beyond that, we've definitely spoken about the fact that we don't want to be with anybody else and yeah. we're so happy right now and if we can still be this happy in, in 
10 years and 20 years and that yeah. would just be the absolute dream. It's hard, isn't it? Because, um, I mean, you guys only found each other a year ago. People normally would give a lot of time for the relationship to naturally progress, but people want to know what's next for you guys. That must put pressure on you and well, you're constantly sort of checking... It does. Like people have an appetite that they want to sort of, and it's usually in this sort of situation where people are like, okay, so what's the next mm. thing? What's the next thing? But I mean, it's never going to be at the sacrifice of us just living our lives. You know, I don't think yeah. either of us feel pressured to get married or we want to move in together. Do you know That's- what though? The most often question I get asked is, are you guys still together? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. And they're like, oh, amazing. That's great. All the best. And I've, can I have a photo? Yeah, and yeah. it's only it's only people in interviews, Tim, that ask. Yeah, what's next. <laughs> <laughs> they want the inside scoop. How much do you go? I'm just sick of people knowing where my relationship's at. I think that if it was in a bad spot, then that would be when it would be hard. Yeah, if, because I mean, we've we've both always said, you know, if things went pear shaped and we weren't happy, we wouldn't be posting photos to Instagram yeah, and we wouldn't right. be pretending. Yeah, and I think that in that instance, that would be really, really difficult. Yeah. But when things are great, people wanting to know what's happening, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, yeah, guys, we're great. You're right. You wouldn't be posting if you weren't happy. You'd be playing a big lie to everyone. I've even had close friends of mine ask me and say, like, are you genuinely this happy? Wow. And because, you know, some of my close friends, I don't see as much as what I used to yeah. because we spend so much time together yeah. now. When you're single and you're out with your ladies all yeah. the time, it's different. And I'm like, yeah, like... I- I, of course I am. You would know about it if I wasn't. Yeah. So it's it's weird, I guess, because everyone sort of sees it as being, well, not everyone, but some people see it as being like this public facade almost. I think from the outside looking in, they, they want to, um, I guess, find the scandal or, they, they, or, or check. They want to know that it's real and that you are okay and you're not caught up in which is a great thing to have friends that are so considered and they want to know like you know no but really are you are you happy and and how are you how are you dealing with everything um but no it's it's nice to be able to be genuine yeah tim i've got a question for you yeah go for it man so with your social media and your relationship is there any kind of rules that you try and play by where you go i'm not going to share that or this is off limits do you know what that's a very good question because i do there was a distinct moment in my life where I went through this transition of I was sort of single on social media Mm -hmm. and I'd fallen in love with a guy and I wasn't even out yet. And I was like, I have to get this onto my social media because it's my genuine life. But for once, I was it was something that I wanted to protect. It was something that would hurt me if other people commented on it negatively. And I wanted to protect my partner as well. I was like, you realise when I bring you into all of this, there's stuff said, it's both real. good and bad, and it's, 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 yeah. I think people will always want to see the perfect shot and that person who has a perfect life. But at the same time, I also think people want to see that realness as well. Yeah. You know? And it's and it's kind of, we've noticed, it's like a nice contrast between, you know, Laura will post a shot of herself in a dress and makeup and looking beautiful, but at the same time she'll then post a photo of her, you know, Asleep with my with mouth, mouth yes, open. Yeah, yeah, I only posted that photo because I was worried you were going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I was like me on a plane, like drooling on myself. And Matt has this whole album, which is just me on a plane drooling on myself. Yeah, It's great. I guess look, what's happened is it's not just celebrities that make that decision. Everybody that's got social media, you make totally. that decision, don't you? Well, I mean, How much of your real life, are the, the ugly bits, do you want to put out there? Sometimes we feel dumb because we're like, oh, gosh, we've got to take this photo. And, like, you know, we, we want to... We want to post a photo, you know, where we are, but it's public and so people can see that we're taking a photo and then mm. I feel a bit silly doing it. But then you look around and you're like, 
Everyone's doing it. doing it. Tim, I've got another question. Oh, I love <laughs> how this is swapped around. Go, Manny, yep. Um, when you were on Big Brother, that was in 2013. Yeah. 13. So when you now look at people coming through, like contestants from Married at First Sight now, and how much more of a catapult these TV shows are to instant, you know, starting mm. fame. What's your perception on them? Are you happy for them or are you, you jealous? Do you know what? I don't think it is anymore. I honestly don't think it is anymore. Like, I think you guys are, like, last year, I think was maybe a turning point. We had it really good. Like, nobody yeah. knew about being insta-famous when I came off the show. Yeah. Um, and five years later, I'm still getting paid to do that, yeah. I think now people are actually, that's what they're trying to get and they'll have it for a little bit, but then somebody yes. else, there's always a new season. 100%. So the cycle, yeah, it is. And it's, I guess um, for you guys, it, it, it must be really great to have each other and then to have won something that's very real that can't be taken off you, love, a relationship. It's, it, fame, it, it comes and goes, and I think the ones that are trying for that, good luck to them. You'll have it for a little bit. Um, make sure when you come back down to earth there's yeah. lovely people with yeah. arms open wide to catch you because it is a, it's a hard it fall. So if you had the choice to come back and, and win Big Brother now, Instead of all those years ago, would you? No, there's no way I would have uh, like got away with what I did now. Like, well, yeah, it's, the it's market very is saturated, isn't it? Now, like reality TV, it's, it's like that's what everyone wants to watch. Like after Maths and then Batch in Paradise mm. and then Batches on and then you know the Bachelorette, there's always some reality TV that's on. Yeah, um, like My Kitchen Rules. There's they're, they're countless. I think um, in terms of like using us as social media like influencers after the show, that as a business I think is still evolving. I mean, it's it's a great opportunity to come out of a show like that and have a secondary stream, you know, and be able to make some mm. money off that. Um, but it is short-lived. I think it depends how genuine your brand is really. Yeah, 100%. And maybe that's the power of, of coming out of reality TV is that people feel like they know you. So you You're have, a trusted source of information. So, so you mm. are word of mouth to them, that you are a friend saying this is mm-hmm. buy this mm-hmm. product, you know? So I think that that you do, like people who come out of that world sort of do have a small window. And it's unfortunate now that a lot of people will go into reality TV wanting to be Insta famous at the end of it. Well, Laura and Maddie, it seems like you're on your way to understanding and making sense of it all. Or, I mean, have you made sense of it all or are you still in the middle of it all? I kind of feel like I've made sense of it all. I kind of feel like we've got it. I feel like the wave has kind of come. Like, yep. And this is, this is just our life now. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I think we've kind of figured out what works for us. Yeah. No, I, I get that. It, it seems like you guys have, have been through the ringer. Like there's a lot of pressure in that 15 minutes and, and you managed to protect your relationship and then make sense of the newfound fame. So good luck to you all in sharing the love with everyone. Thanks, Thanks, Tim. Thanks for Tim. coming on. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Okay, guys, we've reached the end of this episode. Thanks for everyone listening. This podcast is available on iTunes, Acast, and all the places you normally listen to your podcasts. 